To continue from our conversation from last week, Jenny, um, you got sick. I did, yeah. Last week, off the hop of the podcast, the hop, the pod hop, um, you were just like not feeling well and getting progressively sick, and it was Friday night, and you just were not feeling good, and then sure enough, like it f- blossomed to a full-blown disgusting sickness, right? Oh, yeah, there was a fever, and the worst part of the sickness was the night sweats. I yeah, never night have sweats. night sweats, but mm, I would wake yeah. up every half an hour and just be like, oh, this is really gross, but just completely drenched in sweat. Yes. And not knowing like it wasn't hot in the room it was just my body just being like get out of my system what are you doing to me i hate that for you Mm, but uh it got better and i'm feeling better now so now it's me on the mend you'll be able to hear (laughs) uh you took a couple of days off today so it's a bit where i'm by myself and lonely and uh desperate but uh i'll say about me did not get sick this week you haven't yet didn't will not you haven't yet i've manifested that didn't catch it from you all this week i've been uh, watching Oscar movies with our friend Caleb and Art. Caleb was deathly ill, took mm-hmm. like a week off. He was so sick. I was in his house, sitting in his farts on his couch. <laughs> did not catch it there. Art did catch it. He's sick now. Mm-hmm. I felt a bit of a tickle in my throat one time, and I manifested, and I extended my willpower and made it go away. It's not fair, man. Right? I don't want you to get sick, but at the same time, I just want to prove you wrong just <laughs> and then get you sick, you know? I am not going just to. Just to show that you are a human and mm. sickness happens. No, barely. No, 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 no. Um, one fun thing that uh, we talked about this week was that I, asked, again, I don't think I am human because I haven't had a cry in like two years. Right. That was something that we brought up. Yeah. How often do you cry, do you think, on average? Oh, man, I cry a lot. You've yeah. seen me cry a few times. Sure. Yeah. It's good to get a good cry out. Weekly, would you say? Um, maybe not quite weekly, but, you know, every few weeks there's wow. a cry. And it must be so nice to be a human being like that. I really <laughs> kind of envy you. It is pretty nice. And I'm not saying that, I, like, all this week I was talking about, like, oh, man, I haven't had a cry in a while. I'm not, I don't say that as in, like, a, oh, what a tough guy I am. I'm not that, like, machismo. Mm. It's more about, like, yeah, when I feel emotions, I just don't, they don't come out of my body. Wow. You are a rock. <laughs> like, not like a like a strong rock. It's just like you are a rock instead of a human being. That's right. I'm mm. like a weak, <laughs> schlubby, squishy rock. Like a pebble. <laughs> <laughs> like some kind of an underwater sponge. Yeah, I can see that. A yeah. sea sponge. I'm more coral reef than man. <laughs> That's your podcast for this week. <laughs> Thanks a heap for listening. Yeah. And uh, tell your friends. We appreciate it. Okay, went on uh, Reddit today, which is usually a mistake, but today I really liked uh, this thread. It's like the number one thing uh, trending on like the worldwide Reddit of like what gives you hope for the future? What in this era, in this day of just bad news constantly of just like, oh, is everything's a mess and oh, is all the bad things that happen in the world and what direction do we head in and all this? What actually gives you hope for the future? And I really like that a lot. And um, I read a few of the, you know, it's, it's Reddit, so it devolved into some anar- anarchy pretty quickly there with the comments and everything. But I did like the a little bit of the discussion, and I thought I would uh, pose that same question to you, owners. Like, how do you get through life when you see 
the bad news and you see the absolutely ridiculous or horrible things going on sometimes, what makes you happy for that? For me, my thing is, um, I always think that like uh, we are very, we're full of ingenuity, human human beings, right? So I really think that we'll come up with the technology that not only will like solve the problems of today, but that will like w- clean up the damage we've already done, whether that's environmentally or socially or whatever. Like I really kind of believe that. And even though, you know, like the systems that we're in right now are very programmed to keep us to the status quo and whatever like that is, I understand all that. But I really think that like through that system, a better way will eventually become inevitable. Do you know what I mean? Is that a little much for a Tuesday afternoon? Anyway, so that's what I was kind of thinking about. And uh, if you have something that you kind of think about as well, uh, I'd love for you to chime it in. The Afternoon Zone with Paul and Jenny. Hey, bud. Uh, you asked what gives us hope for the future? Yes. It's my coworkers. Mm, that's I very specific. I work in at VGH. Okay, there he goes. Yeah. This is a, one of the things that I kept seeing when I was looking at the original Reddit post. It was about how the medical field is one of those places where you just see uh, the wonderful advancements all the time. Yeah. And, like, it's not even, like, we get cool drugs and cool toys that come in that we're like, holy, this is going to save lives. But it's, like, even after their crazy 12-hour, 16-hour shifts, it's just what they do for each other. Right. Like, I've only worked there for a few months, and it was seriously like, coming into this big family that's really nice because i hear sometimes there's a little bit of i don't know like uh like a cliqueiness or something like that in the medical field yeah and there's that expression that like nurses eat their young i'm a nurse <laughs> yeah um but they don't if you know what you're doing and you're there to learn and like save lives they will just support you and care for you and like build each other up it's it's incredible like I wake up at 5 a.m to go to work and i bike there and i'm still jacked every time my alarm goes off nice yeah. Hi, Paul. How's it going today? I hear you talking about what gets you through life. Yeah. You know, like, what totally doesn't is when you wake up and you read the news articles and there's, like, tons of bad news. What gets me through it is the next day, the news article about all the people that helped right. or the terrible news article the day before. Yeah, that's right. You ever get that? Yeah, totally. Because yeah. you hear about, you know, and how frustrating it is for sure when you want, you know, we as a people or whoever to, like, progress and get better. And you hear about all this just, like, crummy stuff that goes on, and it's so frustrating. But then there's always, like, it's our human nature to try and progress and get better. So even though there's, like, all these forces, and they're so frustrating to hold us back, generally we all do want to take baby steps forward. Exactly. And it's just, like, how we come together after, like, a major accident or, like, just a really, really bad thing that happened, like the, the school shooting in Florida. Yeah, of course. But then everybody's reaction after that, how they all rallied under one cause... That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Those are the kids who are, you know, marching on Washington now and leading all the rallies and all the speeches and everything. We're going to have statues of them outside of that school one of these days. I like shutting down Trump on Twitter. I'll love it. <laughs> right? How good is those tweets? I <laughs> uh, love them. I think one of the things that makes me promise about the future with, um, I guess, the generation that's around now is just how there's so much more understanding of things with like gay people and transgender Mm. all those kind of things and it makes me feel that we're going in the right direction with it 
Totally. It's like slowly but surely, but around the world, you feel like that is kind of spreading, don't you? Even in the most kind of regressive places in the world, there is more and more tolerance leading to actual like acceptance and, you know, even celebration of that, you know, all over the place, right? All the time? Yeah. Yeah. Like the pride things are getting so much bigger and it's proud to see. Like, I'm not one of them, but I feel like I, I know people that are and I just like that it's changing. Yeah, I love that too. And within that too, don't you find that it's like it's a real it's a real good example of just people recognizing the humanity of other people no matter what? Yeah, it shouldn't be a difference. You love who you love and I think it just should be free. Yeah, I love that. You are in the zone at 913. Seeing all these bunch of stories about the Canadian athletes are returning home. They came home today. Uh, a bunch of them touched down in over in Vancouver at the YVR airport there. And um, it's not, it's really nice. After like the winningest Olympics that Canada has ever had, right? Um, a bunch of them landed in. There was a big hero's welcome and all that. And I guess uh, a lot of people were singing out Canada to them. And uh, it was nice. It was a lovely, lovely moment uh, for those athletes. And uh, I was just thinking like, yeah, just imagine getting that hero's welcome. I'm always so happy and stoked if the person picking me up at the airport, number one, is there, right? Number two, doesn't mind if I get a coffee. I don't know why airport coffee is always so appealing to me, and I always just want to get one. So I'm off the plane. I'm like, can we, just, can we just get a duck around the corner and get a coffee? Are you in a rush? Can we just stop? Can we get a coffee? And uh, the real big thing, I've never had it happen to me, but boy, this would really make my life if someone wrote my last name on a, like a piece of cardboard or something, you know, like as if they were a limo driver there to pick me up. Boy, that would make me feel like a hero's welcome. But uh, all these athletes with the medals clanging around their neck, that's pretty good too. Paul Plastino and Jenny West in the afternoon zone. Hello. Hi, is that Kristen? It is. So you just texted me and said that in your family, when you arrive on a plane, a bunch of you will arrive at the airport dressed up to embarrass. You and ourselves. Yeah. Like, can I have an example of what you would dress up as? Um, the most recent one, that we were picking up my cousin from the airport. So my dad went in some sort of weird tunic with cut-off shorts and <laughs> hat and a sign that said, Nephew Chad, but like N-E-F-E-W. Okay. And my uncle went with a curly-haired wig and a muumu. Nice, yes, good. Like, we hit the dress-up box, and we just find the most awkward stuff to put together, and we go. That's really great. Now, okay, so did you hear the story with the Olympians? They were getting serenaded, right? People were singing O Canada to them. I was thinking about this, too, that maybe, and this is a thing, great thing for your family, maybe a song worked into this big charade would work well, you know? Like, maybe their favorite song, maybe their most hated song. Imagine they started, like, Started singing Photograph by Nickelback or something at the airport. No, I think this is a good idea because actually at my grandma's 70th birthday, the entire family, like my aunts and uncles and all my cousins, we all dressed up and we sang um, cover of the Rolling Stones to her. (laughs) (laughs) That's lovely. It sounds like you have a family that's just made of love. Yeah, we're we're a bunch of weirdos and it works out really nicely for everyone. Yeah, it's a good way to go through life. Uh, Kristen, thanks for texting in. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for calling. (laughs) Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. 
Jenny, did I tell you about my unbelievable good idea? No. Okay, so I'm going to start a business that uh, clones dogs. What? That. How? Well, see, the science is way over my head and everything, but, you know, people are so attached to their pets that once they die, they would do anything to bring them back. So that they would pay me exorbitant amounts of money, like $50,000 a pot probably. And all you got to do is look at a picture of the old dog and then just go find a dog that just looks like just look like it. And you just replace it with the same breed and they'll never know the difference. I don't think that's going to work, Paul. Of course. Yeah, of course no. it's going to work. No, I don't think so. I don't think that'll ever work. Okay, look it. I, I taped the words cloning laboratory on the door here. Yeah. And then also, um, you know, I have these test tubes and whatever around and a Bunsen burner. So it looks like I'm doing science. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm going to invest in a lab coat. You know, people are really going to go for this. Uh, I don't think so. Hello? My name's Barbara Streisand. I hear you clone dogs. What? Jackpot. Jen, I'm enamored with this story that's on right now that uh, we might need to replace the prime minister's private jet. Mm. Um, you always hear about Air Force One in the States. In Canada, we actually have a similar thing. It's called Can Force One. <laughs> And of course, I mean, these things are expensive. Whenever they do have to think about replacing them, it's always like, how much is this going to cost us? You know, it cost like $56 million back when this thing, they first launched it in 92. Because it's got, you know, it's got all the things you would think. It's got like a private compartment and a dining room area and fold out beds and a shower, right? But now it's like 31 years old. Maybe time to... Get a new one. Yeah. The interesting thing that I thought was fascinating, the one feature that it does need to have is they need to actually figure out what fighter jets they're going to have first because the mid-air refueling apparatus needs to be compatible with those. Okay. For when they do the mid-air refueling, which is a sweet, cool thing to think about and a cool procedure. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool that they do that in the air. Why not do it on the ground? Right. Emergencies, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, there's other things we can think about that this plane, the specific plane, would need, right? Yeah, I mean, Justin Trudeau, he has a lot of socks. A uh, nice sock closet or at least a big drawer for all of socks. Right. He needs that in the plane. Totally. I was thinking, like, there should be a built-in uh, tickle trunk mm. as well as, like, a place to change into his latest costume to wherever he's going. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I hear he's a boxer as well. Oh, yes? So maybe a mini boxing ring. Might be a stretch. Like a sparring a, area? A boxing bag. Yeah. Probably he would need that in the plane as well. I like that. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, this happens where both of us being animal lovers as we are, mm-hmm. we find there's so many stories about fun or adorable or cute animal things that we have to put them all in one place. And that's when we do... Afternoon Zone Animal News Roundup! Whoa, so many animals in here. <laughs> Why don't you start us off, Jen? Okay. Um, wild animals will be banned from circuses across the UK starting in 2020. Fantastic. Yeah, there are more than 40 countries, including most of Europe, that uh, have nationwide bans on the use of wild animals in circuses. Uh, they still are, you know, allowed to have clowns. <laughs> They're not considered <laughs> wild animals. Acrobats, not considered wild animals, and yeah. puppy dogs are still allowed. Did you ever go to a circus when you were a kid? Um, I went to Cirque du Soleil. Oh, okay. That didn't have any animals. No. See, like, I went to like an old-timey, you know, sad elephant circus. Really? Even as a child, I was like, this is not great. 
and I have watched I Wish to Live. Oh my gosh, yeah, those have only existed in movies for me. That's why Cirque du Soleil makes sense is because you take the one thing that, number one, is interesting and cool and fun to watch, the acrobatics, mm. and number two, isn't a cruelty to animals actively in front of your face, and you just focus on that. Yeah. And that's why I like Cirque du Soleil. Really good clowning in there, too. Okay. Dateline, Edinburgh, Scotland, are having a dump of snow right now. Oh, and I guess just like us, not really used to it, so they had to shut their zoo down for the day. No. But one good thing about this was they posted on their Facebook page, the penguins were loving it. Of course. Lots of pictures and videos of the penguins in the zoo that don't often get the snow, feeling right at home in their natural snowy habitat, and just partying hard. That makes me so sad, though. That they don't but, usually get the snow? Yeah, it makes me so sad. But good for them. What a good day. <laughs> um, great news for black cats. Uh, mm. Those cats are usually stigmatized because of superstition and evil omens and mm. omens and whatever, you know, all those kind of dark things that are attached to black cats and superstition. Right. Since the release of Black Panther, though, there has been a huge rise in black cat adoptions. Yes. And guess what some of their names are? The names from the movie? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> T'Challa. Yeah. I wish I could pronounce the rest of them. <laughs> um, oh, wait. This one I can pronounce. Killmonger? Yeah. Yeah. So people are adopting the cats with that name in mind. And uh, yeah, now more are getting adopted, which is awesome. Killmonger's played by Michael B. Jordan, and you should just name your black cat Michael B. Jordan, because that's a sweet name. That's too. another one that was on there as well. Is it? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, today was the first day of back to school at the uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida, where, of course, the uh, tragic uh, shooting that just happened that's really in the news uh, still to this day. So they're back to school. They had a half day of classes, I think, today. And along with some other... Uh, things to kind of, you know, bring them back in some grief counselors and stuff like that. A whole team of very good boys. <gasps> grief counseling specific golden retriever pups were there. Aww. And there's lots of uh, pictures of them. Number one, like ready to go. This like lineup of dogs of like a, a support, emotional support service dogs. Mm -hmm. And then of the students as they're coming back. You know, as you imagine, what a tr like just a incredibly emotional day for them, and they're able to snuggle these doggos. That's really nice. Who make them so good? Yeah, and that is your afternoon show animal news roundup. So the creepiest woman, I guess you could say, alive. No. Is she alive? No. What is she? She's an artificially intelligent robot named Sophia. She is a person, right? They're they're calling her a person. Ugh. Anyway, there's there's new uh, there's new uh, um, news about Sophia. I mean, she's already been on magazine covers. She's been on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. what else? Ha what has she not done? You know, she's Feels done like a more passport and a visa and all that. Right? right? Yeah, she's done more as a robot than I have as a human. No. Anyway, she is coming into Canada for the first time. Oh. She's going to be in our country. And she will be a keynote speaker for an innovation conference happening, thank goodness, over in Toronto. Ugh. If you've ever seen Sophia, and when you, did you say her creator is coming as well? Her creator will be there as well. I don't mean to be rude to this man I've never met, but he is the creepiest person I've ever seen in any work of fiction or reality. Mm-hmm. 
chatting with Sophia. Sophia. He's like, he's always, always like kind of hitting on his own creation. Is he the too. bald guy? Yeah. Oh. Sophia, how is your brain working? And then she's like, I think it's working well. I want to destroy humans. Why do you got to talk so sensually to her? <gasps> Jen, if you would have told me that when she's given this keynote speech, mm-hmm. that like an explosion of time travel opened up in the middle of the room and a freedom fighter from a post-apocalyptic future showed up and there in front of everyone, like killed Sophia and then pointed right at the person, the, like, the guy, guy creator and like threatened him. It was like, hey, no more of that. I would not be surprised. As a matter of fact, you, I'm going to go ahead and let's act this out. Okay. Here, I'm reading the newspaper. I'm having a coffee, right? First yeah. thing in the morning. You tell me that that has happened. Okay. And I'll show you how surprised I'll be. Uh, hey, Paul, in the news today, did you hear that freedom fighter that came back in time and uh, did a little whoop, 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 and actually killed Sophia? The robot? Yeah, the robot. Oh, it's about time. Do we have any donuts left? <laughs> she is the first AI robot that actually has a citizenship mm-hmm. in Dubai. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Very creepy. She also vocalized that she wants to be a mother one day. Ew, no, oh, no, no. I don't know no, how that's no, going to happen. No. Is she going to be able to just have a robot baby with AI? Does that is that something that happens? Dude, that was well, basically. If that happens, they've got to put human uh, organs in her. They have artificial wombs. Yeah, mm-hmm. they could put that inside of her, and then she could. I, I, have a look at Elon Musk point of view on what he thinks of it it's really intriguing oh. he's all against it right he's like oh he's totally against it he goes you guys are going way in the wrong direction yeah mm-hmm. i agree and this is not some crackpot you know with a tinfoil hat in his garage yelling about conspiracy theories this is fucking elon musk over here mm-hmm. <sighs> i wish i had emotions <laughs> go and have a cry to things you don't cry during movies or songs or anything? Nah. Hmm. I don't cry in the shower. I know a lot of guys. And I'm not saying this like, oh, I'm a big tough guy. Like, oh, but I'm a cool guy who doesn't cry. Like, no, no. I think I'm just like broken. You're broken? I'm not saying it's a good thing. I oh, probably no. should cry. Dudes and everybody, you know, should uh, once in a while have a good cry. I know a lot of guys have a cry in the shower, right? Yeah. It's just like you're overwhelmed and you just kind of kind of let it all out. Hmm. I don't feel that in the shower. No? No. Or uh, like ever, I got like don't get me wrong. I got sad things in my life, you know. I got things uh, going on, mm-hmm. things I probably should have a little cry about. Don't do it. Burnt out. I don't know how you can busted. How often do you cry? Crying. Um, no, I'm not gonna oh. stimulate. I'm not gonna like force a cry out of me. Maybe it'll be good for you though. You think? Yeah, you gotta let it out. You cry a lot. Um, I cry. Oh, last time I cried. You want to know what I was watching? Yeah, Queer Eye. The new season on Netflix is so good. I've heard that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and I was just having a good cry, being sick. I already had tissues because I was sick, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. it worked out really well. Had yeah. a good cry uh, these past two days watching Queer Eye. I heard it's like yeah. very emotional. Like that makes people cry. It's really good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You should have a nice cry and get those emotions out. Oh, yeah. Um. We have to take a really quick look at your Victoria weather. That's what this was all about, going to be. <laughs> I mean, maybe I should go and watch Simmel Where's My Love. No, I've seen the video. It didn't make me cry. You want to know the last time I cried? Uh, watching Forrest Gump. Mm, yeah. When it came out in the 90s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was sad. And then Jenny dies. Spoiler alert. That was very sad. There's a lot of moments in that movie that made me cry. Oh, yeah. Kevin, two questions for you then. When's the last time you had a good cry? And when's the last time you had a good fall? 
fall, probably last week. Oh, uh, what happened? I, Tell the story. Uh, I'm a letter carrier, so I'm falling all the time. Oh, really? Oh, do you really? Yeah. Just uh-huh. uneven sidewalks and that? Yeah, and mats and, you know, garden hoses that you don't see. And you're, yeah. You can't, you can't look 100% all the time, right? Yeah. Do the mail and the packages ever comically go flying up in the air? Um, no, I ninja roll and grab them all before they hit the ground. Paul. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> all right, okay. And then when's the last time you had a good cry? Uh, two months ago. Well, yeah, really. Where where were you? Describe the scene. You don't have to get too detailed if you don't want to about why you were Put crying. Put my dog down. That's why. No. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. that, that. But oh. we got a new puppy, so that's what oh. I was going to ask. Yeah, you've got to get a new puppy. You know, you've yeah. got to you know mourn for the dog. The dog leaves the indelible mark on your heart and soul, and will be there forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you move forward and you uh, get a new puppy. You got to do it. Older dog, so it was it was bittersweet in the end. But we have a new guy, and he's he's been great. So yeah, awesome. see, that's maybe yeah. when a pet of mine dies. Maybe that's the next time I'll have a cry. Yeah, I imagine that will be the case. Um, Kevin, yeah. congratulations. Thanks for Thank bearing you. your soul on the radio yeah. to us as well. <laughs> I remember the last time I cried, I had a good cry. Yeah? Um, I was up at the Tall Tree like a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. A couple of years ago was the last time you had a good cry? Yes. We got to have a cry day together. We're going to watch a whole bunch of sad movies like Marley and Me. No, I'm not watching Marley yeah, and Me. Yeah, we're watching it, not Paul. Going we're going to hold no, hands and have do- a good cry together. I think you need that. It's been years. Yeah, I guess that was two and a half years oh ago. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, well, it's really emotional out there. You know what I mean? It's like you're, you're number one. You're a little bit altered, and number two, it's so beautiful out there, and you're with all these people that you just love, and the music really gets to you. Yeah, I've said many times that a music festival is the closest human experience that we'll get to what heaven must be like. Mm. And uh, so with all that emotion, just at the end of the weekend came down and I just cried like a little baby. I was like, fuck, and that was two and a half years ago. Last year I didn't cry. (laughs) (laughs) You need to cry. Yeah, do I? Mm -hmm. No Marley and me, I'm not doing it. Well, it's Oscar weekend this Sunday. I'm pretty excited about the show. Today in the Afternoon Zone, for once, we'd like to see something like this go down at the red carpet. Oh, and what are you wearing? Hey, none of your business! Huh? You know what I'm doing all this week is uh, the Oscars are coming up on Sunday. And usually I don't care about them. Like last year, I didn't care at all. I didn't give any rips about the Oscars. But this year, when you look down the list of best pictures, there's like all these movies that look really, really good. And I, like the Oscars is the one award show where... Yeah, they're all flawed and a sham and everything, yes. But that's the one where, you know, if it gives you nine or ten Best Picture nominees, um, those are nine or ten movies that generally are very good. Mm-hmm. So to, I'm going to try and blast through as many as I can uh, this week before the show and then feel like I have even the slightest frame of reference to watch the award show on Sunday. Yeah. Cool. And then... My trick is with the Oscars, with all big, long, baloney live telecasts, you PVR it, okay? You go outside and play, and then you wait until it's about halfway done, and then you hit it, Mm. and then you're able to skip through all the commercials, obviously, but then also, like, uh, they always take forever to walk up to the stage. Oh, yeah. It's always a lot of milling about. I just hit the... 
the you know like the 10 second forward button let's hit that I like when they walk up stage because, you know, there's a chance that they might fall and then that becomes a, a big Oscar moment. That's true. Right? That's true. That's fun for me. So, but uh, if, you, if you're doing it, like even just blasting through the commercials and the boring bits, and then the, when the president of the academy comes out to give his long-winded, highfalutin speech, goof, fast forward, <laughs> you can blast through that like four-hour-long marathon broadcast. You can get done in like a two-hour, hour-and-a-half type of thing. Wow, you got it down to a system. Mm-hmm. It's like how I walk the opposite way of a parade and get that done in double time. <laughs> so tonight I was telling you I'm going to watch more uh, Oscar movies, eh? Mm-hmm. We're trying to blast through all nine of them this week before Sunday, but like we're running out of time here. So I think we might do two tonight. But um, last night we watched Lady Bird. How was that? Because I've been meaning to watch that one. Yeah, really? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how you're going to feel about it because... It's a movie about, like, a girl and her mom, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wonder if you'll relate to that in a way that I didn't. And it's interesting that I didn't relate to it because the rest of the movie is about how this girl is, like, growing up in a Catholic private school and kind of, you know, how that all is. And she's trying to escape kind of that and that culture as well as, um, you know, the small town that she's in and on to do more with her life. And I, and I thought I was going to relate completely to that because mm-hmm. that's how I grew up. I remember having a you know, go to chapel in school and, you know, the uh, <laughs> the anti-abortion assemblies we had to wow, go to. Really? Oh, yeah, that's all in the movie. And I thought like, oh, wow, this is really going to speak to my growing up, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess it did, but and then I was just kind of bored of the whole thing. Really? Yeah. You, you weren't hooked with anything? No, and it's getting unreal reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. And again, it's up for Best Picture, but I was just like, I don't care. So maybe it's more about the mom-daughter relationship and how that relates to people? This is what I'm thinking. Okay. and Because it was like me and two buddies. Yeah. Right? Like three dudes just sitting there watching a mom-daughter coming of age flick and kind of not getting it. Not getting it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think we the problem was we started with uh, three billboards and that's, there's a more a lot more substance to that flick. Okay. So anyways, but like not a bad movie, you know, none of these movies are bad, so... Okay, well, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, and I'm excited to hear what you think of it. Mm-hmm. Without the reason. Catholic upbringing. Yeah, yeah, if the other side of it means more to you. Yeah. The, like, the very distinctly female part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the news on the PJ Party Podcast. Here's Jenny West. ICBC says the harsher fines for distracted driving goes into effect this month. Now, if you get a or two distracted driving tickets in a three-year period, it will cost you as much as $2,000 in penalties. And that is a $740 increase from before. That seems like a lot of money, but, Mm -hmm. you know, come on, move a hole. I got the message now. Yeah. As dangerous as drunk driving could take a life, could take your own life. Mm -hmm. Let's just put the phones away. Exactly, yeah. Uh, The provincial government says there's a virus going around in Nanaimo that is responsible for killing a dozen rabbits on campus at uh, Vancouver Island University. The Ministry of Forest, Lands and Natural Resource says three of the rabbits tested found hemorrhagic disease. So I guess hemorrhaging. Yeah, so bunnies are being killed. It sounds like the start of a horror movie. Yep. (laughs)
A small bus owned by Wilson's Transportation caught fire at a red light on Blanchard Street at Fort. Luckily, there was only one person in the bus, and it was the driver, and uh, they got out in time. Now, the Victoria... Oh, here is the Victoria Fire Department's uh, acting chief, Mike Bourne. I'd say the bus is totally destroyed. I think we were on scene within uh, two minutes of us getting the call, and then it only took about a minute and a half to two minutes to actually put out. Do we know everyone was safe and okay in this situation, right? No one was injured or anything? Everyone was good, yeah. Everyone got out. Yeah, there was just the one, one person who was the driver. Oh, in in it? Yeah, okay. and then they got out just fine. Okay, they yeah. were able to, what, like, dive out the window or something? I guess so, yeah. Defenestrate themselves? Um, can you try and, um, or maybe I'll do it. I, I just want to uh, isolate the audio of him making that sweet dad noise in that clip. Oh. Can you play it again? I'd say the bus is totally destroyed. Yeah. I- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love that. Yeah, Good dad love noise. That. Yeah, it's great. The B.C. government is giving out $100,000 to school districts so they can offer social media classes for parents so they can learn about cyberbullying. Education Minister Rob Fleming announced the fund at the annual Pink Shirt, Shirt Day ceremony down at the ledge this afternoon. That's fantastic. That's so good. That's really good because if it were up to me, like I would feel like cyberbullying especially is such an untamable wild octopus with so many arms you could never wrangle it down. Yeah. Right? But that's good they're doing this about it. If it were up to me, I would be like uh, to my kids, uh, sorry, there's a bunch of jackasses all over social media, so here's some blocks. Mm-hmm. You get wooden blocks until you graduate high school. Sorry. I would like to, for you to be a part of the modern age and everything, but uh, well, these jackasses. Yeah. So enjoy your blocks. <laughs> right? So that's good they're doing something some like that. education yeah. around it. Absolutely. So the CEO of Dick's Sporting Goods will immediately stop selling assault-style rifles and ban the sale of all guns to anyone under 21. Several major corporations, including MetLife, Hertz, and Delta Airlines, have cut ties with the National Rifle Association since this month's deadly shooting, uh, school shooting in Florida. Love that Dick's is doing this, and they're getting Mm -hmm. a ton of good publicity right now for doing it. And that's why... Yesterday, I talked a little bit about uh, how Mech is going through this thing as well. It's like they're not even selling the guns. They're like they've got ties through and a distributor and something else. And then somewhere along the line, someone manufactures uh, assault rifles. And they're like, do we cut ties with this and whatever? And I feel like right now in this moment, yes. It's the right thing to do. It's a pretty easy decision. I think you do it. And um, that's going to be a pretty safe PR move, mm-hmm. I think. And you just, you go to your manufacturers or whoever is involved and you're just like, look it, we got to make this stand right now. And until there's some like meaningful change happens with the legislation, that's the way it's going to be. We're going to make a stand as this business. And that's not to say that down the line, once, you know, some meaningful gun control goes into effect, that maybe we don't, you know, start carrying your mittens again or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Right. And same with dicks right now. I mean, like they could imagine a time like down the line where they decided like we are going to. But I mean, like, they enacted some pretty good things there, I think. Mm-hmm. To not sell under 21 and... No assault rifles. And no assault rifles. Yeah. That seems like a pretty reasonable thing to yeah. keep on doing. It's a big so. move. But yeah, why not in the meantime just do it? Yeah.
Several conservation groups say the federal government's failure to issue an emergency order reducing threats to endangered orcas off the B.C. coast ahead of fishing and whale watching season could mean their extinction. Uh, Research showed that the orcas have as much as a 50% chance of disappearing over the next century. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's only about 76 orcas on the BC coast left. And um, yeah, the government isn't doing too much to to help that. That's so brutal and so sad. And not that I want any animal to go extinct, but, mm-hmm. you know, this is what we're facing right now is some of the most gorgeous, beautiful, majestic, wonderful parts of our ecosystem. It's like the polar bear, yeah, right? Starving all over the place, facing extinction, and the orca. I don't want to have to tell my grandchildren about these mystical, mythical creatures that no longer exist, mm-hmm. that were one time part so wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's heartbreaking. Mm, it's heartbreaking. But maybe that's why. Maybe that's kind of why it's so impactful. Is it like these gorgeous, wonderful animals are the ones that are threatened and that's why it kind of hits us right where we live and it's like, hey, we got to do something. Yeah. Let's listen to that warning. Mm-hmm. Now, NASA has launched an advanced weather satellite that officials say will revolutionize forecasting. It will give meteorologists new tools to track hurricanes, wildfires, and other natural disasters. That's cool. Really cool. Yeah. Is it more accurate than the Doppler system? I don't know. Because I remember there was a guy named Andy Wappler and the double Doppler on (laughs) Seattle television. And I felt bad for every other city in the world whose weather guy running the Doppler thing didn't rhyme with Doppler. Yeah, nothing is, good, is as good as him. Does anyone else remember Andy <laughs> Wappler and the double Doppler? I have, I have never, I've never heard of him, but... I wondered as a child if he changed his name to <laughs> Wappler. <laughs> when he became a weatherman. Yeah, when they're like, Andy, we... Oh, Andy uh, Johnson, we, we got this new thing. It's called a Doppler, double Doppler. This is going to be your thing, man. Right. And he's just like, I got to go downtown. <laughs> Change my name to Wobbler. <laughs> I would love that. Hey, Paul, are you one of the announcers on The Zone right now? Yes, sir. Were you just talking about Harry Wobbler? Yeah, Andy Wobbler, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry, Andy Wobbler, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Harry was his son. I actually went to school with the kids. <gasps> and so that, that was his real name. And he was a real dude. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So he was so, born um, to have that position. Isn't that hilarious? I'm an American in Vancouver today, and I was just listening to your radio station, and I was <laughs> thinking about that. I went to, like, the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade with a couple of his sons. Wow. That's amazing. Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's so good. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 913 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.